Hey there, friends and foes. This is Back of the Cereal Box. I am your host, the prophet of pop culture, John Pica. You can call me Johnny. And this episode is brought to you by Hitchhiker Toys in White House, Tennessee. And on this episode, I'm just going to take a few moments to share my thoughts about forced diversity in comics and geek pop culture. And we're going to do that right now. It's like Coca-Cola, Levi Strauss, Johnny Carson and Mickey Mouse. The first star was James Dean. Helmets Presley and he's still the king. Some things are only back. This is John Pike of the Prophet of Pop Culture. You can call me Johnny and you are listening to Back of the Cereal Box. I am an Avengers Freakosaurus, a Star Wars fanatic. Avengers comic books and Star Wars movies made me who I am today. And a lot of times I'm asked to appear at comic book conventions or pop cons expos and speak on the topics of pop culture comic books, movies, etc. And because I have been given the title by our listeners and fans over the years as the prophet of pop culture, a lot of times I see trends coming and I'm able to prognosticate the future of these franchises fairly accurately. I'm not 100%, but what prophet ever is. And over the weekend recently, I was asked to speak at Indie PopCon about the Avengers, the future of the MCU, and DC versus Marvel. And I did a couple of panels. And when I say panels, it was me speaking and taking question and answer from the audience. I didn't have any other panelists besides myself. But both were packed out with a lot of people and a lot of questions. And we talked a lot about a lot of different things that I've talked about on this show before. Like, you know, I think the future of for the Scarlet Witch is the Children's Crusade story adapted from the Marvel Comics with the Young Avengers. That was one example of things that we talked about. Well, there was a question towards the end of my second panel, Marvel versus DC, that really shouldn't have surprised me. But, you know, based on the the place where we were and the environment of the pop culture fandom today, I was a little bit surprised by. And we were talking about how comics and comic sales are down so dramatically and what is causing that. And I've talked about this on the podcast before. This is not new information for you who have listened intently, but 
it, it all boils down to really bad marketing on the part of the comic book companies, the distribution methods that you can buy comics, and poor marketing on behalf of comic book retailers. I'm not going to go into all of that again, but those are all real factors. But here was the question that was posed. The, the person asked, do you think that all of the forced diversity in comics and the movies are killing the industry, killing the market? And I'll have my response for you right after these words from our sponsor. All right. So if you've been listening or watching the shows here at Back of the Cereal Box for any length of time, you guys know that we pride ourselves on being 100% non-toxic and really celebrating the things we love. We don't tear down what we hate. We celebrate and share what we love. And we are very conscious not to engage in political discussions or discussions that promote toxic environments. And in the fandom community today, there is a lot of toxicity uh, from, from white males living in their mom's basement, eating Hot Pockets and attacking diversity and women, and all the way to the other side, you know, the social justice warriors who have become vindictive social justice warriors. And we really don't engage in either of that. There's not a place for it, in my opinion. And so the question came during this panel, do you think forced diversity is what is harming the comic book market? And I gave a great answer. I basically said, well, no, because diversity is real life. That is the world we live in. And I quoted one of my favorite movies, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, when Azim, played by Morgan Freeman, was asked by a little girl, did God paint you? And he responded, did God paint me? Well, surely he did. And she asked, why? Why? Because, little one. Allah loves wondrous variety. And that is the world we live in. We live in a 128 color crayon box world. We don't live in a single color crayon world. If you hand me a box of only white crayons to color that blank page, I'm going to be upset. Because I don't just want the 8. I don't just want the 24. I don't just want 64. I want the 124, 164, whatever. I want the jumbo supersized box of every color imaginable crayon. Because that is the world we live in. And diversity is not something new, and it's not something new to comics. Stan Lee wrote the X-Men as an allegory for the civil rights movement. The X-Men and mutants 
were equatable to African Americans and the struggles that they were facing. And there are examples of that all throughout comics history. You know, Dr. Marston creating Wonder Woman, this super powerful feminist character who didn't need a man to save her. And there was some criticism recently about how, um, you know, Wonder Woman was was being celebrated as a a queer LGBTQ icon, and some people were confused by that. But if you know the history of the character, Doctor Marston created it because he was polyamorous, and he and his wife had another woman lover. That anyway, it's a long story. I'm not going to go into it today. It's just. These things have existed since the dawn of comics. You know, Superman was the alien, the illegal alien. And so diversity and social issues have existed in comics from the very beginning. And that's nothing new. But this particular question was about forced diversity. And I I, I gave that answer that I just stated, and I thought it was brilliant, and then he said, but I'm talking about when it's forced down our throats, and I went on a little bit of a rant about how, no, that's not hurting the comic book industry, poor marketing is hurting the comic book industry, and that's true. I wish I had given him this answer. What forced diversity what exactly is being forced down your throat? Because at last count, there are over 80 titles a month coming out from Marvel Comics, about 60 from DC Comics, and that doesn't count the hundreds upon hundreds of new releases every week from the independent indie creators. So if there's a book that you don't resonate with, that it doesn't speak to you, there are literally a thousand more every week, every month for you to pick up and to find something that you love. If you are not on board with Jane Foster picking up the Hammer of Thor, guess what? You don't have to read that book. You don't have to read it. Nobody is forcing anything down your throat. And by the way, Jane Foster becoming Thor is not a new concept either. That was first introduced back in the late 70s in an issue of What If. It is no there is nothing brand new under the sun when it comes to comics. Well, what about... You know, all of the uh, race swapping. Wh race swapping? What, what are you talking about? Well, Captain America is black now. Yes, because in the comics, Steve Rogers lost the super soldier serum. He became an old man. He could not carry on as Captain America. And so... Somebody else had to pick up the shield. Bucky had been Captain America already when Captain America was quote-unquote dead. And 
and he was okay. But Sam Wilson became Captain America not because of some kind of, you know, forced diversity, because it was a natural progression for his character. He had been the partner of Captain America for decades. It only made sense for him to take on the mantle next. It's called character progression, character growth, story arc. Uh, Someone might say, well, what about uh, Ms. Marvel is now a Muslim teenager, Kamala Khan? It's one, it's a completely new character because Carol Danvers took up the mantle of Captain Marvel. She was Ms. Marvel. She got a promotion. She's Captain Marvel. And a new Ms. Marvel has stepped into that role. That's not forced diversity. That is creating a legacy. And I think you guys need to understand the difference between passing the torch to a legacy character versus just random, uh, you know, race or gender swapping. And I don't think anything is done you know, randomly. It is done on purpose. But why are they doing it? And, you know, who is it speaking to? All of these things that a lot of old fans, and I'm talking about, you know, my age and older, complain about and say, get off my lawn! That's not, you know, whatever. The things that they're getting upset about have existed since the beginning of comics. And all comic book companies are trying to do is to entice new young readers, millennial, Gen Z, Gen Next, whatever you call them, those people are not buying comics. And part of the reason is because comics are not easily available unless you know where a local comic book shop is and you go there and you buy them. You can't get them by subscription and mail anymore. You can't get them on the grocery store newsstand or at the drugstore or at the convenience store. You have to go to a specialty shop and there's all kinds of other parts of that equation. But the the message never changes. The content never changes. It's the delivery method of that content that may change to attract new young readers. And quite honestly, characters that look different, like Miles Morales, they look different to the old-time comic book collector, who have traditionally been white males, you know, they didn't replace Peter Parker. They created a complementary character to the legacy of Spider-Man in Miles Morales. And guess what? Miles Morales is one of the most popular characters in comic books today. And people flipped out over the Spider-Man Spider-Verse animated movie, which we'll do a review of sometime in the future. So is there forced diversity? No, because you've got myriad choices. 
If you don't like something, just go find something else you like and stop complaining about what you don't like. Let people enjoy what they enjoy. Let people love what they love and leave them alone. If you don't like something, fine. You can say that and you can say, well, you know what? I didn't particularly care for this iteration or I'm not the intended demographic for this, but I can appreciate the idea, the concept, the creativity, the craftsmanship. Find ways to compliment even the stuff you don't like instead of just tearing it down and saying, oh, this is trash. I hate this. Or this sucks. It's forced diversity, forcing it down my throat. Blah, 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 blah. Let's not destroy what we hate. Let's save what we love. That's my thought about, quote-unquote, forced diversity in comics and movies and TV. It doesn't exist because you've got so many choices, more choices today than we ever had when I was growing up. And when you have multiple choices... Nothing can be forced down your throat. That's my thoughts on the subject. I'd love to hear yours. You can leave us a voicemail or send us an email. Go to backofthecerialbox.fun, click on the microphone icon, and you can send us a voicemail. We'll play it on the air. I'd love to hear it. You can also send us an email. Go old school at serialboxpodcast at gmail.com or... When you go to our website, backofthecerialbox.fun, you will see all of the social media icons. You can click on those and connect with us there, send us messages, post comments on our content. And if you love our content, subscribe, share, comment, give us reviews, and even more importantly, support us financially at buymeacoffee.com slash cerealboxpod. And of course, there's a link right to that on our website at backofthecerealbox.fun. All right, uh, in, the, in the hat. Yes. I'm going to answer this simply first. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm going to answer this simply first, and then I'm going to qualify it. The character of Azim in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, is asked, Did God paint you? And he answers the little girl, Did God paint me? Surely it's so. She asked, why? Do you remember what he said? Because Allah loves wondrous variety. Diversity. Yes. 
Wait, say that again. I like apple pie. I like it a lot. One of my favorite pies. I don't like it crammed down the throat. Okay. Well, but but wait a minute. Wait a minute. No. No, I don't. Because here's the thing. Comic books have always been about diversity. They've always been about social justice, especially since Stan Lee showed up on the scene. He introduced the X-Men. They were an, an analogy to the civil rights struggle. Then he introduced Black Panther, the first black African-American superhero. He elevated the Falcon. He introduced, uh, he and Chris Claremont created North Star, the first openly gay character. And are they cramming it down our throats? No, because they're just reflecting the real world. Art should always reflect the real world world now does art have an agenda do comic creators have an agenda absolutely they do and they should art good art always has an agenda if it doesn't have an agenda it's not art whether you agree with the agenda or not is up to you whether you want to you know consume that Content is up to you. But every content creator, every writer, every artist, every director has some agenda, some message, some personal crusade that they are injecting into their art. That's what makes them artists. And without it, you just have bubblegum or cotton candy. And nobody has ever left the circus and said, Man, that cotton candy was the best I've ever had. So with that, would you say, like I look at anime sales, and I like anime sales, but I look at anime sales crushing like Marvel. Right. Ma- manga sales are the best, yeah, manga is the best-selling comic book medium in, in the world today. Um, well, there, there's an audience for cheesecake and exploited, sexualized women. There's a market for that. There definitely is. Does that mean that everything needs to be that? No. No. The, the problem with the sales that Marvel and DC are seeing, the lagging sales, has nothing to do with social justice or forced diversity that's a myth that's something that's been created by toxic fandom what what the sales lagging has to do with is lack of marketing or poor marketing lack of access where do you buy comics today a comic book shop can you go down to your bookstore and get them can you go down to your grocery store or to the drugstore the convenience store and get comic books like you could when i was a kid no you got to go to a specialized retailer and what are those specialized retailers doing to get people in their doors when's the last time you saw your local comic book shop buy an advertisement that runs at the front of that blockbuster movie featuring the character that they sell the books for. Anyone? No. The lagging sales has nothing to do with forced diversity 
or agendas. It has to do with piss poor marketing. End of story, period. Now I know some of what I've said is a little bit of controversy and I don't mean to be controversial. We try to avoid that, but I really wanted to share my heart on this issue and I hope you guys appreciate that. Now, before we leave you, I do have to mention one more time that we are sponsored by Hitchhiker Toys in White House, Tennessee. Check them out at hitchhikertoys.com. You can order their their merchandise online. They do eBay auctions, whatnot auctions. And what I really love about Hitchhiker Toys is they are locally owned. I love that. They are family owned and they have a real local focus. You are always going to see Jamie's smiling face when you come in. The family loves what they do and they love being of service to you, the collector, or the parent who's looking for something cool and fun for their kids. Either way, I love Hitchhiker Toys for that reason. They are helpful, they are, they are so happy to be there, and above and beyond that, every time I go in, I see something I've been looking for or I need that wasn't there the last time. And that doesn't happen with a lot of other toy stores that I'm aware of. So if you are looking for a complete Millennium Falcon that isn't going to cost you 600 bucks, maybe go check out Hitchhiker Toys. I know I'm going to be spending a lot of money there this weekend. Check them out. Hitchhikertoys.com. All right, guys and gals, that is it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like the episode, please tell two, three hundred of your closest friends and family to come share the fun. And until the next time, love you, mean it. We'll catch you on the back of the cereal box.